0: So I was actually going to give my personal review of Red Dead Redemption to Redder and Deadder
1: Uh, don't you mean Harvest Moon No Mercy Run but okay both of
0: those are acceptable titles okay (laughs) so I graded it on a specific metric amount that John Marston is my son horses those are the only two metrics (laughs)
1: those are really valid
0: rubrics (laughs) the only two metrics amount everybody wants to have sex with the protagonist that is a vital piece of this game it, oh yeah, it was there in Red Dead Redemption One, and it's here now. Um, as far as John Marston being my son, I'm gonna give that uh, uh, a <laughs> 20, twenty sons, twenty sons, twenty sons. Um, so horse metric, horse metric. You know, on the one hand, I can now like feed my horse, I can pet my horse. On the other hand, people had to work one hundred hour weeks. So that the horse's balls would bounce, and <laughs> so that it could shit in and the real horse time. Shit in
1: real time, you know.
0: And I just like, you know what? Here's the thing: is like gamers, gamers rock star for doing that to people. No one should ever have to work a 100-hour week.
1: No, seriously. Fuck you
0: guys. And everyone's like, it's selling so much, and da. da, da. And am I saying I'm not like part of the problem? No, I probably am. But I'm also like
1: oh boy listen to absolve you of some of your guilt i'm pretty sure they could reveal that like the nintendo the the pokemon staff had been like murdering children and burying their bodies in the basements and i'd be like yeah but But gen 8 you know so i get it also uh games should unionize yeah if you're listening to this
0: and you work in gaming unionize i don't know
1: i don't know who that's gonna help i don't know who that's gonna help You Uh, should just unionize no matter where you are. Unions are a good thing.
0: Unions are a great thing. Look into joining a union. Um, Also, here's the problem with me and horses in Red Dead Redemption. Oh, Christ. So, in Red Dead Redemption 1, the horses, I think, were a bit more fragile. And (laughs) if you took a wrong turn or accidentally jumped off it as a train was coming or got shot at or fell off a cliff... Or ran up a cliff, and then the game decided it didn't want you to run off that cliff at, that cliff anymore, and it would clip your horse out.
1: Oh, so your horse fell or, into the netherverse.
0: Or, like, here's here's a big problem I had was, like, it's not as easy to stay on the path as people say it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm just really bad at this. But I just fucking ran so many horses <laughs> on the path.
1: If it makes you feel better, that's why I haven't taken Epona out in Breath of the Wild. Because I'm like, if anything bad happens to my beloved horse, I will kill myself. So
0: I'm on, in Red Dead Redemption 2, Electric Boogaloo, I am on my 37th horse named Butterscotch. Oh, God. In my Red Dead Redemption playthroughs. And I've played Red Dead Redemption, like, four times. So, like, please keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, on average, does four go into 36? Yes, it does. Yes. Nine. nine. So I really only lose nine horses a game. That's not that bad considering all the gangs that I just rode my horse blindly into.
1: (laughs) I like how you're frantically trying to justify this. It's just magnificent.
0: I mean, I and then then this game has this new fucking thing where like in the first game, if you accidentally rode your horse into like a carriage or another horse, you just sort of clip around it. Uh And that was fine. Yeah. I'm good at that. Now you get them to like fucking head on collisions with
1: other horses. No, that's like that's a level like we've hit a point where I'm like, I don't need it to be this realistic. Like, oh, Reef of the weef where I'm like, if I cannot fucking climb in the fucking rain, I am going to end my own life. There had better be a fucking item that lets me do that, because otherwise I'm literally sitting there for 10 real time minutes just waiting for it to stop. Oh, rating. actually, um... immersive gaming sucks. Like, like that, that kind of is wrong gaming wrong and
0: bad, and also I I forgot my my last metric which was um fucking weird gothic horror. Oh yeah. And that's at least at one hundred. Oh God, what happened? I'm just still thinking about that deer.
1: Yeah, that was that was that yeah, was that was awful shit. So you
0: can you can kill animals, but you can also make them suffer. And I don't I don't know why they did that. <laughs>
1: no no there was oh, no number reason. of
0: tods zero tods
1: zero no Todd
0: tod rating
1: no no is, more todds. no more todds.
0: it's a Todd free game
1: tods tods over now um uh,
0: i guess we'll go into the episode i mean i i could talk about i've literally to. i've literally only played a few hours of this game and i could talk about it for i could talk about red dead redemption as a series for hours on end maybe we'll stream it this weekend
1: oh god okay we'll yeah maybe
0: not. okay uh let's go into the episode
1: who wants to watch you murder horses?
0: I have never murdered a horse on purpose. Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? How the music can free her whenever it starts and it's magic.
1: Yeah, okay, fair. Um, okay, and, no, it's and fine. Don't, and don't be like,
0: oh, you shot that one in the head one time. Because first <laughs> of all, there is a story to that. Number one, it was in the zombie DLC that they had. So zombies were trying to pull me off my horse, and I went to shoot one that was by my horse's head, and the game was like, I'm going to aim at this zombie through your horse's head. That's the lid, That Number one. Number two, in the fucking zombie DLC, there are the four horses of the apocalypse, and I happen to be riding the one that was apparently... According to the game itself, very hard to
1: kill. Nearly immortal is what they said. Well, you have Nearly to, shooting immortal. something in the fucking head is like the monster movie. Like, that's just a given. If you shoot something in the head, it dies.
0: Well, maybe, but- you know what? I, I refuse
1: to accept, I, I refuse to take blame for that. No, that, I mean, also, admittedly, the game should probably have not tracked the smartest path through anything to be your horse's head. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, All right.
0: This week's Legends of Tomorrow episode second was episode, wrong. Sec- we're not there yet. Second episode of the fourth season called Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time.
1: Uh, um, listen, stars... this fucking show wishes it could be on the level of quality of Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time. Um, This
0: show actually, I think, could do a lot with actual I mean, if they had just had the fairy godmother this episode and then just shot for shot recreated Cinderella Three a Twist in Time.
1: Yeah, no, that I would, would have, have been fine. A
0: very high quality. For people who don't know, the plot of Cinderella Three A Twist in Time. We are not making up this title. We no. We are not that's... making up this name. Uh, no. it's
1: the one. Michael Eisner really wanted to make money.
0: Where the evil stepmother somehow gets the godmother's wand and so she tries to change the timeline, but true love succeeds and the prince is like i think the prince has like two vectors
1: yeah no he has Uh, two 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 he has two facial expressions and they were both animated in 20 minutes and that's fine that's so fucking valid and so when uh so when her fucking stepmother stepmother created the basketball timeline that's where we got we can't
0: just bring up the basketball timeline so there is a really great guy named brian patrick gilbert who works for Polygon. brian
1: david gilbert
0: whatever he, yeah i love it if you I have love three first great. names you
1: get what's he's coming great. to you
0: but again the three first name thing i sort of just got into him and if you're a fan of polygon you're gonna know who i'm talking about um and like i guess he's my new favorite polygon because justin mcelroy isn't there and justin mcelroy and like to be fair justin mcelroy would be my favorite in whatever he's in because he just exudes that raw sexual power i'm yeah. not being sarcastic about that he's no he's oh, horny he's, he's so good I love yeah. Justin McElroy with like all of my heart. But the point is, he did this, he tried to explain all the timelines of Zelda at once or like he tried to make them all make sense. And Ari and, and I actually go. tossed around possibly just trying to go through all of legends, not even timelines, but just like the plot in a similar <laughs> fashion maybe around our I holiday break and see if we can Homestuck do it. to people so I could probably pull this off. Um so we might try to make a homestuck. video doing that and of course we'd give full credit for the inspiration and I would oh, also yeah, have sure. to I would have to shoot with like one of those lenses that's like kind of narrow so that we look like 10 pounds skinnier
1: that would be really oh, good yeah. no I mean we could also just do a video where I try to explain homestuck to you and you just continue to ask increasingly unimportant questions because I, ref- that w-
0: I refuse to listen to you talk about homestuck for more than. It's-
1: I, I can do a very good a job of boiling down the concise beats of Homestuck specifically because it's just an RPG. I just, so it's got all of the... We've stuck
0: Homestuck too many times already.
1: All right, listen... So he says... I actually have some thoughts about how the Breath of the Wild thing works, but they're neither here nor there. Again, yes. we're just going to have to make another podcast where we just talk about random bullshit. Let's try to stay... Let me try yeah, to stay on top of the so basketball
0: five. timeline is a timeline that does not make sense. It's a timeline that is bullshit. That's all you it's have to know. Null.
1: It's technically a null timeline, since it was his explanation for Nintendo making a timeline where Link loses in the Ocarina of Time for no adequately explored fucking reason. So this entire show is a, is a null and void timeline, like, as a concept. So... Let me get into something that I would like to talk about at the top of the show because yes. I feel like it's important. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Um, So I like to listen to the preceding episode of our podcast before we record the episodes, Um, the next week's episode podcast, so that I can maybe bring up some points that I made that I think tied into the next episode whenever these kind of episodes have any sort of continuity, which is rare, but still. um. And I was nearing the end and we were talking about that scene in last episode between um, Zari and her mother and we were talking about Tala, you know, and how we wouldn't want to force her to do anything about like, you know, anything politically motivated or anything like we wouldn't want her to, you know, force her to talk about the issues that are currently happening because that would be unfair and shitty. And hopefully the show doesn't try to handle that because it would just be a mess And just really painful for everyone involved. And they didn't even last two episodes before doing the exact fucking
0: thing. Angst free Ryan month slash week did not even last the day.
1: I was thinking that as I was saying that. Thank you. Honestly,
0: also, can we just say that if they shot for shot recreated that scene with like Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock,
1: we would get the exact
0: same result oh yeah straight up Thanks, free Jim Gordon week did not last the day (laughs) did not last the day but um so I think this happened last season and I don't know if there's an avid listener out there that wants to pop in a reminder for me because I'm not going to look for it I think there is a time last year I'm trying to ride my horse and miss trees while I'm talking to you that's fair. I was trading Pokemon last episode. So yeah, so we're it's about it's called ADD, and I'm great at it. Yeah. Um, no, I really do have ADD. That's not like a cheap ADD joke. I want yeah, everyone no, to same. I want everyone to know that I actually have a diagnosed disorder. Yes. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Okay, I'm gonna pause that because I'm getting shot at. Um, I can't get shot at and record a podcast at the same time.
1: No, you cannot.
0: But I, I'm yeah. So anyway. There was an episode last season where we were like, "This came out at a really bad time." I oh, don't God. remember what it was, but I feel like it happened. And we probably were talking, we were talking last night, and we were both like, "This episode
1: came out at a
0: really really bad, bad time. time."
1: And no, they had no way of planning yeah. for that. But like, let's give this some caveats because you know we talked about we talked about how to how to handle this last night as well. Yeah. Um. We are gonna. We are trying to straddle the line here between uh, this needs to be discussed because this is important to be discussed, and just brushing it off with "oh, this is just a stupid show. Why should you expect better?" is um, contributing to the problem. Versus, this show is just so fucking dumb, and sometimes it's not worth the emotional energy. So let me say this: it matters that these things happen, and the way that they happen. And the time that they happen, even though they did not intend for that to be the case, because number one, intent is not magic. Intent does not necessarily matter in situations like this. And two, it's still important because this is, stupid as it may be, a reflection of some part of American media culture. And American media culture is partially what got us into this nightmare mess. So it's worth holding this show's feet to the fire to an extent. I'm not personally angry because i think to get genuinely angry at this kind of show it's the equivalent of getting mad at like a dog that shit on the carpet like it just hasn't you can't like it does not remember that it did that you cannot yell at him he's not gonna know um but at the same time it's worth talking about these things because they still reflect attitudes and practices and beliefs within the culture at large that it's reflecting So I'm not angry, but I am disappointed in a lot of things this show tried to do with this episode. I
0: would like to give my input um, because I relate a lot to Zari um, and I feel a lot. And like as a Jewish person, it's been very hard for me to face certain things But what would your mom want you to do? Would she want you to get mad or would she want you to forgive? Is very... I'm of two minds. So it's like on the one hand, as a person who struggles with anger, like as a concept, as a thing, when her fairy godmother was yelling at her to do something horrible to people, not just to stop things, but to punish people, I was like, whoa, why is Phil confronting my IED? On the other hand, I can't... You can tell with TV sometimes when someone is writing something malicious. This did not feel malicious against, like, Antifa. It didn't feel malicious against people fighting back. But it felt like a cop-out.
1: Yeah. It was It was definitely the most ideologically lazy option. Um, it's sort of like, you know whenever you have characters in video games who are always like, I love peace. I definitely want to have peace for everyone. I'm going to go out and I'm going to murder every single fucking person I see to achieve peace. Like it's ideologically lazy and inconsistent.
0: That's a Pokemon and... villain.
1: I, not all. I, I was actually thinking Fire Emblem, but yeah. This um...
0: world is cursed and I am the only one.
1: <laughs> but it's the sort of thing where it's like, I don't think, I think five years ago or even fuck like three years ago, I'm going to my eyes at this and then like, oh my God, again, like I, but I wouldn't have been like, this is aiding and abetting fascism. But we're kind of at the point where I'm like, okay, we all, you gotta, like,
0: you gotta shut up gonna, or square up, honestly.
1: Yeah, like nut up or shut up. I don't have time for this. Like, it's the sort of thing where, you know, I just, sometimes people don't just deserve forgiveness. They just don't. Because it's the sort of thing where, as a queer person who has done, like, academic research analysis and papers on queer people as monsters and how that's expressed and handled within the community and with outside portrayals of queer people, the idea of being a monster and, like, oh, do you want to be a monster like they are do you want to be, like, better than that is it's, like, I can't make them not think I'm a monster. But I can pay them what they're owing for turning me into one so i do think that some people the whole forgive them father they know what not what they do horseshit is like all well and good when you're jesus and you get a take back but if i get killed i don't get a take back and the trans women who are
0: murdered don't get a take back. The people uh-huh. who got shot this past week don't get a take back. And while the show did have Zari say, like, no, people don't get better, but we have to be better than them, you're already better they than them so by not close. being a Nazi. You are yeah. already better than them by not being a Nazi. Yeah.
1: And the bar is, in the, is the start.
0: And like, listen, I am very familiar with something called horseshoe theory. If you know what a horseshoe is. Horseshit. Horseshoe theory is horseshit. I mean, if you know what horseshoe theory is, it states that when you look at a horseshoe, it's an upside down U, but the two ends of the horseshoe are closer together than, say, parts the left and the right part as they get closer to the center.
1: Anti-fire, the same as Nazis, is basically yeah, what we're is
0: is what it argues. I mean, like here's the thing: Michelle Obama said, "When they go low, they we, go go low high, we go high,"
1: and it didn't work. It didn't fucking work, my man's. We uh, we we did not because because if you're gonna go high. You have to still point out that these people are morally repugnant. You can like the a lot of this is admittedly just sort of riffing on the political hellscape we're in, but it's like, just call them fascists. You have to name them as monsters because you can't tell me to be better than them as a nebulous concept without saying these people are fucking monsters. Um, These people are are frankly don't deserve to be called people anymore because they have violated every clause of the social contract by being a fascist piece of shit but on one level none of this matters this is a stupid tv show on basic cable on another level it does matter it's a place to vent our anger and also it is important because a lot of younger people are watching this and i want i think that if you have the luxury and the ability to forgive and find empathy and humanity in and for your oppressors I'm really happy for you, like unsarcastically. Like that's fantastic that you are able to make that sort of emotional journey and sort of do that, but it's not the only option. We're always going to need people who can forgive and forgive and forgive, but we've also kind of hit the point where we need people who are going to be like no, they we need to push back against them hard and we need to call them out for what they are and I we need mean- fight them i don't want to get into them here because i will be here Lit- i've been doing politics we don't, politics for we don't a have very this
0: kind of time. time this is a dumb no. dumb podcast
1: no this is this is a comedy I mean, podcast and then
0: we also have to think about the fact that like yeah they're in salem massachusetts it, like, maybe, it's,
1: it's, like, the sort of, it's like you're really gonna try to do something political and and and, and current and wouldn't. you're gonna you're gonna do the cheap fucking thing of moving it to like a historical location and trying to make it a metaphor for something rather than just but what if it wasn't a overt metaphor is basically what happened this entire episode and i hate that shit especially since they were in dc for the b plot
0: okay next episode uh fucking nate haywood is just gonna fucking punch mitch mcconnell in the face he's gonna punch him in the face until he dies
1: that's that's next week everybody big old big old big old fucking mood um Okay, so But like
0: let's let's I have some good news I was about news. to say let's go to let's go to no, other stuff. I have um, some I have some good news and I want you to hear it on the podcast because I want our fans to hear it. Oh okay, and I want up? them to hear our Um Aisha Tyler um posted some photos of her with Emily Bett Rickards that are like pretty clearly like from a photo booth, like, Oh, they're dating. Like,
1: oh, oh they're together together. Oh, I'm so happy she gets to be happy.
0: And, and like, yeah, there's a pretty significant, like, age gap between them. But Emily is also 27 and, like, a legal adult. And I don't really. So, like. Oh, how old is
1: Asia? 47. All right. Well, she wants a mommy. That's not her fucking, like, listen. Go get it. Go. God speed you. I, am, I didn't know she was 47. I am so proud of this young lesbian going out and getting what she wants. You fucking mm-hmm. go. And I do
0: want to stay for our listeners, being 27, being
1: 17 are two very different things. Being 21 yeah, yeah, and 27, okay, two yeah. very Just different things. No, 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 Just no. Just no.
0: in case. If, no. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted to address a rumor I heard because they're kind of like somebody might be leaving Legends midseason. And we don't know. So Nick Zano posted this photo on Instagram that was like. Throw like flashback Friday when I was living in L.A. full time and one of his friends commented like, oh, that's going to be soon again, though. So people think he might be leaving mid season. and a couple of things. One, we don't know if that friend like, do, do, you know, does Nick Zano seem like he'd be friends with people that can read?
1: The concept of soon is also incredibly nebulous. So they could just mean when they're done shooting for the season exactly
0: also if he if he is doing like if it's because we told you to raise your kid don't let like don't don't who needs a parent i i honestly after walking away from this episode of legends came to the conclusion that parents are invalid and none of us should have them
1: no be raised by your pokemon it's just better for you okay i was
0: raised by this non-traumatizing gender-neutral parent rock
1: and And i love my rock that is effectively the plot of steven universe also um it's 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 never been oh speaking of you wanted
0: to get into fairy godmothers.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: this is more like this is this is a complaint, but it's more lighthearted and that's funny.
1: It's a complaint, but it's funny complaint. So for those of you who don't know, I think at this point I, I can consider myself a certified Disney scholar because I've read over 15 different books on the history of Disney, its animators and its animated features and productions, Um, you know, watched and read interviews with the people responsible for creating these films. Um... And just sort of ended up a Disney scholar, largely on accident. But in any case, Sarah said the word that summons the great mouse of reckoning. And so here we are. Um,
0: My favorite thing about that is she almost says a dream is your wish your heart makes and biffity bobbity boo in both times. I'm like, Phil, I get that the joke is that they're cutting her off because we can't afford it. We
1: Yeah. But can, well, we, can we even afford Disney? the first three words? No, they charge you by the word. Um, That being said... Hello.
0: I, because I mean, I swear to God, are we going to do an episode where Walt's ghost shows up and tries to fucking throw Gary into a vat of acid?
1: Jesus Christ! That's... It's a
0: very specific reference. Written That's by really
1: me. fucking bleak, especially right now. Oh God, I'm just so sad. Um. Anyway, uh, transition. Um... <laughs> I'm so glad I. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so. Here's the thing is I am going to critique this specifically along the lines of the Disney fairy godmothers because they make such a point of the fact that this is supposed to be a commentary on Disney as a, as a meta text. Number one. Shut up. I outrank you. You're dumb. Your <laughs> are you. clumsy. I, I've
0: never loved you more than I've loved you in this moment.
1: You are. Thank you. Um, you are so fucking bad at meta textual critique don't do it so and they did the same fa- And like not only critiquing the doing the fairy god it's like i don't even like when disney tries to make fun of itself because like you know the all the live action disney movies at this point are remakes are like nitpicky addressing of meta textual commentary that people have had about the movie they're an answer to critique of the film by remaking the film and then addressing those concerns and it's really stupid and usually doesn't work it doesn't work even when they try to do it in the text. It pulls you immediately out. When I was watching Moana and, and Maui brings up the whole thing about oh she's a princess cuz she's got XYZ and I'm just like I get that I'm watching a Disney film. Do not pull me out of the illusion. You spend so mu- you you have taken 90 fucking years to build this illusory castle in the fucking sky. You don't fuck me on this. It's never going to work and it, it, it just like I get well, it. I know what the I'm watching.
0: If you guys go near a single Ghibli movie Hiami Izaki
1: himself will come and kill you. Oh, I've told you the no cut story. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, again, I, at this point, I'm going to send them another samurai sword just to keep keep things on the level. Here's another katana. That said, um, <laughs> Nixano okay. voice. Hey, a sword. Hey, a cool sword. Um, I'm this... I love swords. I'm such a great dad. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay. So, the thing about the fairy godmother as a trope is there are multiple fairy godmothers within the Disney canon. You have and in terms of explicit actual fairies granting boons, you really only have the three good fairies, and technically maleficent, since so she did give she gave Aurora a bane, but the idea still yes, counts. Please name um, the three fairies from Flora, Fauna, and Merriweather. Just so everybody you knows. Thank the you so much. Unnamed fairy godmother in Cinderella. And you have the blue fairy in Pinocchio, who sort of counts. Um none of these characters. Like, Phil had this interview before the show where he was like, fairy godmothers are emotional parasites who are just manipulating the people like they're victims. And I'm like, none of these things are true in the context of Disney fairy godmothers. There are fairies whose boons are more of a burden in terms of a mythological context. But the Disney fairy godmothers do nothing of the fucking sort. There's no, like, none of that. They are all, in a mythic context, fairies exist to reward the hero or heroine for some sort of display of morality. Notice how the fairy godmother shows up and gives Cinderella an even better dress when she doesn't fight her sisters on the whole point of, oh, that's my dress, you stole these things from me. She doesn't fight them back. She doesn't get angry. And the fairy godmother rewards her for her, you know, morality, because this is a didactic uh, story. It's a morality play with a cool new dress and shit. So that tends to be the case with all of the fairy godmothers both in disney canon and mythic canon although the idea of a fairy godmother doesn't really exist in that context just more like fairy mentors or quest givers or whatever that's not the point the mm-hmm. point is emotional parasite where the f- are you fucking high where the hell does that happen like i like it's not even i i like they're not like it, it's like i'm like uh, are I you, can't you have good, a phil it, there's nothing about it that hold none of that holds up to any sort of even basic scrutiny of Disney canon. Um, this also sort of bugs me because they brought up Cinderella again, and you know, as someone who's definitely had a twagic backstory that I'm not <laughs> alluding that I'm not alluding to here that I've never um, discussed, never discussed ever. That really raised um,
0: me right. You, you have
1: to, you have to, you have to unlock that secret dating route in my Otome dating sim. Um, that's Boo! Also... Boo! Listen, um, that's the Boo secret extra you. super double route. Listen! <laughs> How um, dare you? This is a children's show. <laughs> what? Dating sims are for, well, I mean, they don't have to, they don't have to be smutty.
0: Well, one time, remember when BTS put out Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Yeah. Someone made, like, a fake dating sim, like, pages from a fake dating sim with them as characters and i was like god i'd play this
1: it's cute no i really like dating sims i think they're fun um
0: that's my story
1: yeah no okay so that 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 all aside um where's my truth? anyway twagic backstory um cinderella is one of those movies like it annoys me when people get beauty and the beast wrong but it annoys me when people get cinderella wrong even more I'm not saying that it's perfect or that it's realistic, although I would argue the scene where she does all the things her abusive family expects her to and then gets the rug pulled out from underneath her yet again is actually pretty fucking accurate. That's not the point. It's wish fulfillment. It's. She didn't. She wasn't being selfish. She wasn't being airheaded. She wasn't being greedy or 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 just sitting around and waiting for someone to fix her problems she literally spends the first 45 fucking minutes of the movie trying to get to go to the ball on her own goddamn merit the deck is just stacked against her and the dealer hates her so there's nothing that can be done she literally needs magical intervention to get in between her and an abusive parent does that happen in real life no is it nice to see it happen yes and she was never People are always like, oh, well, she was passive. She took she, you know, she didn't, she should have like run away or she just like this was number one, this was being made in the 50s. It was 1952. This was 1952 by a group of men and Mary Blair, who was doing the colors, um, and contributed a lot to the art's overall look and feel but did not directly animate. This is and... a Mary Blair Stan podcast. No, I think Mary, I mean, there are, there are female animators, but like, I just love Mary Blair's aesthetic. Um, that's <sighs> anyway, Cinderella is routinely misunderstood. And through this legends, not only misunderstand Cinderella, but by misunderstanding Cinderella misunderstands the fairy godmother thing with this weird emotional parasite horse shit. And it just sort of fucking rubs me the wrong way where I'm like, Cinderella is a nice, just it's 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 a good story about a girl who just sort of there's there's a lot of times in an abusive situation where you can't just leave you yeah, just that's can't very there's true. a lot of other factors that are holding you back be it the fact that you are a 16 year old girl in like 15th century france so like what the fuck were you where were you gonna go um Play-ward? no one was gonna provide for you i mean i guess but like there was nothing that she could do. There's nothing I used to, when I was like 12, I used to be like, I'm going to get out when I'm 18. You'll see. I'll just run right away. As soon as, as soon as I turn 18, you fucking see. I was 18 and it was my senior year of high school. I wasn't going to, what was I going to do? Drop out to run away? Like, what the fuck? No. I
0: I mean, some people do that. Some people have to do that. And we understand
1: completely. Yeah. I, if you do, I don't judge you, but there's, are certain things like there not everyone is going to be able to say fuck it I'm just leaving when I turn 18. Not everyone is going to be able to do that. There are other there there's there's money problems, there's obligation, there's there's a lot of reasons why someone wouldn't leave. So it's pretty shitty of people to misunderstand Cinderella um and it's always like this really cruel punching down um that i don't like and i don't
0: i have never met a survivor who is like cinderella is the
1: worst but i meet plenty of people who are like
0: not from an abusive household who's like god
1: it's so boring yeah like i mean i'm not saying all abuse victims have to feel one way or the other i'm just saying no i like you know like i'm like is tangled a more nuanced depiction of an emotionally abusive and manipulative mother yeah do i still really like cinderella also yeah because, like, sometimes it's also just nice to be able to sort of look at your own pain from a clinical distance. But, again, twagic backstory has not been unwalked. Um Nice try, Phil. And I'm not doing this. So, that being said, this was dumb. This was dumb. And I kind of am ma- I mean, obviously, I'm mad that it's dumb. But I really liked the idea of the fairy godmother just sort of doing things without any sort of regard for human morality because that's very like that's that's like a big fair folk thing like you had the concept and you were almost there but then you wanted to make her evil and resentful for some stupid fucking reason when it was way more interesting when she was just doing this stuff because the kid asked her to she
0: was almost interesting when you were like hey john constantine might form a deal with her and then she was like no i'd rather go to hell than deal with whatever the fuck's chasing you and i was like huh Mood. his gay thoughts i'd rather i'd rather go to hell and deal with my problems huh mood but oh yeah
1: I, big mood it was just mm. it was like lazy and like i just it, it was it just it ended up being lazy it took jabs at things it didn't really need to be jabbed at it was a waste of the concept of a fairy godmother like she should have been more like deer teeth for you kid Than like that would have been so good like and they almost had it i think the really frustrating thing about a lot of this episode is how much of it boils down to you Could've almost had and but like and is. you can almost see where like they wanted to go further and couldn't where one writer was probably like okay but we could just if we just if you just fucking like and i get that i get the tv is a collaborative medium i get that it has to be dumbed down because it's a cable broadcast and da 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 but
0: i mean i got that your heroes can't I mean, like, I get at the end of the day that heroes are always supposed to technically rise above the challenge or whatever. But I'm also like, maybe it's time to consider the context.
1: Yeah. That. Um, And, like, it's a shame because it's like there's not even. And it's also really awfully rich of you guys to rag on Cinderella when Nate's currently living out the fantasy of being able to reconcile with your emotionally abusive and distant dad. Through magic. Yeah. Like, what? Anyway, like, I just didn't, like, I just, this episode was just really, like, it was, like, and it's, like, it's personally, like, God, why is this so much of this fucking episode trying to make me talk about my problems? Fuck you. Yeah, you know what?
0: We're not going to talk about our problems. You know what we're going to talk about? Um, We're going to talk about steel Adam I just didn't, like, I didn't
1: like Nate, like, I didn't like Nate leaving. Like, it just, it felt.
0: I can understand that maybe Nate left because he still sees Amaya everywhere on the ship and it's really hard for him to face the fact that she's gone still. But Phil, you have to tell us that with your words.
1: Yeah, that if that had been the reason he left. That would have been, I think, better than, like, him trying to reconcile with someone he's never going to fix. Um, even though we've talked about before about how this is probably wish fulfillment, you know, and, like, supposed to be unrealistic and whatever, there's still something very painful about, like, watching him do it anyway. Because in your head, you're going, this is never going to work out. And you're just.
0: You're right. This episode does want me to confront a lot of deep seated, like. And doing it in the clumsiest
1: fucking way possible. Like in the Vietnam episode, I actually felt like I kind of had a bit of an emotional breakthrough. There were certain things that I had to reconsider in the context of myself and my own problems. But this is trying to do that by way of like ham fisted messy Christ parallels with like fucking
0: I will have emotional depth when I am dead. Do you know what I did today? I showed that thing that Zari said about sarcasm hiding anger to my therapist and she says, Oh, is that the you character? And I'm like, number one, don't ever fucking clock me again, Karen.
1: That's really cute though, the (laughs) you character. I like that. Are you kidding
0: son? (laughs) Are you kidding son is essentially what happened.
1: That's really cute, though. I like that. I, um, You know, it always makes me happy when people associate me with characters I like.
0: Because, like, yeah, Zari is the me character, just like uh, Sky was years and years Oops. and years ago. I have a type. I have a type. And that type Everybody's is sad got a type. and sarcastic.
1: It's okay. Everybody's got a type, man.
0: Do we want to talk about Zari's powers? Because um, that was kind of a... It, directly it was parallels. a weird muddying
1: of the water where I'm like, no, you, you. we missed the point. The second that you try to make the witch trials about actual witchcraft, you've, you've completely... I'm you've, a witch. You've lost. Like, you've I'm just ruined witch. any sort of attempt at making a point of this that you could have done, guys.
0: I, we're really... just going to talk around our own fucking trauma until we are dead
1: yeah no We've i hate been it doing
0: it for years and you well, can't like, stop and like us. we don't have
1: a, well actually no it was weird because i went back and re-listened to the vietnam podcast and it was funny how much we didn't say that i thought we said um so like oops but you know like this was just a really like and it, it wasn't bad on the level of like some season two episodes were bad but it was definitely like came out at a bad time was kind of messy didn't really know what it was trying like was was like too ham-fisted and yet too inconsistent and vague at the same time which is a really dangerous combination um i don't want to say like it was like a bad episode it's hard it's it's almost hard for me to tell because so many of my personal emotional hang-ups sort of cloud my ability to be like, was it a good or bad episode, or am I just traumatized?
0: That's a really great way to put it. I actually really appreciate that. Um I actually was thinking a lot about how Zari sort of doing that with her powers, like number one, Zari sucking the air out of people's lungs, like we get it. We're all Korra fans here. It reminded me of when Amaya lost control of her powers at the beginning of season three and how she was also in the right. yeah because and how that she was like Belgians murdering
1: like the invading. Belgian, the, the, the genocide in the belgian congo is one of the greatest historical atrocities amaya amaya was like jeez and like it's also i think they realized that like they couldn't really hold her to task for it because remember how everyone on the team was like nice and then it was never brought up again remember how sarah
0: was like hey zari do you get angry and zari is like not really and i'm like what the fuck is that like
1: it was also kind of weird. I mean, that was actually, sorry, but like, and I mean, like, again, I don't want to swan dive into problems, but the fact that, that Sarah really, I mean, like, not that losing Laurel was, like, not heartbreaking and, like, actually out in in a meta text sense, yes, it was indicative of a larger miso- problem with misogyny. It was absolutely a major issue, like, that Mark Guggenheim was a big old fucking misogynist, so he murdered Laurel. because I want to a-
0: mention, by the way, um, Siren and Felicity have scenes next week like they're working together and i want to mention for... that emily bett Rickards killed mark guggenheim herself with her oh bare yeah in real time so this could happen
1: judas slaying Holofernes. she is a hero she is a national hero and god lesbian
0: speed her... icon I...
1: lesbian fucking icon um that um when the when
0: the when the gay fans take over and we will as we always do and we wait. claim our rightful our rightful place then i will be free
1: the mesosphere. that said um what were we even fucking talking about before we got we got on that point phil clemmer wants me to address
0: my emotional trauma and i'll see and i never will um i'll see you
1: in hell first you want me to address right oh yeah sarah because like yes out in a meta text sense in a meta textual sense laurel dying was a result of like systemic hatred of women But in a non-meta-textual sense, it wasn't. So Sarah saying it's really bad and I feel you because my sister died for reasons that in text do not have any sort of systemic uh, violence appended to them is not the same as Zari's family being summarily fucking executed because they were, you know, metas, but like overt metaphor. Um, And that was bad. That was really bad. Like I can forgive, well, I mean, the rest of it was really shitty. But that was like also. I was like, no, you can't. Are we
0: gonna forgive? I mean, pro. I mean, I can we forgive this show? I don't. I don't even know. If Again, we, we like, have do you forgive a dog forgive? when it shits
1: on the carpet? Yes. So, Legends shit on my carpet this this episode, and then ask me to talk about my emotional problems. I'm a little more resentful of that last part. Yeah, no. but like, I can you get clean, the carpet, I can clean, clean up dog
0: shit. I can't clean up this mess.
1: Yeah like you know like it was weird it was weird what else even happened this episode
0: okay well um ray got turned into a pig and nate knew it was how a really to talk to too they were really cute <laughs> pigs those were so let's let's think about that those pigs were great god they bless were,
1: them <laughs> they were adorable also
0: the fact that nate immediately knows how to talk to ray someone was like it's because they all swallowed that universal translator and i'm like no i like maybe amaya taught nate some animal Yeah, or they're just fucking soulmates, and so they can understand each other.
1: I know what the right answer is. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of both. But um, oh,
0: I have something fun. What's your Halloween costume?
1: (laughs) Um, I'm actually gonna go as Ariel. Um, mostly for the hell of it, because I have a purple tank top and I have a big mermaid like scale print skirt. So I'm gonna wear that. What? The one I made? Yeah, the one you made. I still have it. Um, so I'm probably gonna wear that the we're actually one one of my uncles is uncle by marriage not uncle by blood um Nick Zano. yeah listen um one of my uncles is, does a barbecue in his driveway for halloween and like hands out candy to trick or treaters while he's barbecuing so we're apparently going to that um you know i i recognize that really that might be one of the most italian things of uh, wow oof he's it's a you free posto. tomorrow
0: um but um tim got a bunch of because tim has access to a large food bulk supplier through his job which is funny because he works in aerospace but they all yeah. just are allowed to use that under the company name so he got a bunch of full-size candy bars and we're going to sit on the front steps of our building and hand them out
1: yeah you should go give some to your downstairs neighbor too because she has those kids
0: yes she does and none for the crazy lady
1: none for the none for the crazy lady. Um
0: there's but always no, I mean, one that's, we're gonna do that and um i'm uh, gonna i think i had a legends thought but it's it's going fast it's oh um john constantine tried to fuck mick by being as annoying as possible
1: oh yeah no he wanted to get rod really bad I I, I I think he was
0: trying to get nick i think he was like okay well i can get a hate fuck out of this and i'm like no mick has to come
1: mick has to approach you for sex yeah mick is one of those he's like it's like it's like dealing with a cat you just have to let him come to you and then you can, like, just climb all over him and whine in his face like everyone else on this fucking ship does. But you have to I let mean, him a- approach you first.
0: I will say the thing about Sarah is, like, yes, well, Laurel and – sorry.
1: And we're not even going to mention Quentin because I'm glad he's dead. We're all glad he's dead. Oh, I'm dead. not even blaming – I'm not blaming Sarah for this. I also forgot Quentin died because, as far as I'm concerned, he died eight years ago. Like, I'm not, like, um, Sarah's a bad character. I'm, r- I'm really proud of her for actually being, like, I have emotional growth because so
0: – Many times I've made this point that she keeps falling back into like, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. And like seeing her actually have some growth and being like to Zari, like, hey, we can grow together is really, really cute. Um, Also, because she says we can do this together and Zari makes this really sad face. And that's because last season, Amaya told her, you know, we're going to be friends and we're going to face whatever evil comes together. And Zari's just thinking about Amaya while Sarah's trying, trying to make friends.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, Sarah, Sarah and Zari are too alike to ever really be, like, I mean, like yeah, they exactly. can respect the, each other and get this. each
0: other. It'll break time. I'm going to do what I want is a classic Slance move. Slance yeah. is Sarah Lance. I'm yeah. going to see if I could catch on.
1: They are, they are, they are way too alike to ever, they can understand each other. So they have a sort of affection for each other through that but they can't be friends the way Amaya and Zari were friends. I then, mean,
0: or even the way like Sarah and Nate are friends or Zari and Nate are friends. Sarah yeah, and actually Zari another
1: are... another lighthearted thing. The fact that Ava Listen. Trans rights. Number 1, Ava and Nate hanging out is trans solidarity. Uh number 2, the funniest like it is so because here is the thing. The shower cap like,
0: was that a call out of you directly?
1: Well, yeah. But um also the fact that my grandmother basically had to take my great uncle on every single date she ever went on until she got fucking married so the so sarah dumping her little brother on ava for what is gonna be probably a couple of episodes is just incredibly funny to me um because
0: remember when ava was like hey sarah do you want to move in and sarah's like i'm sorry i have to you know i have to be here for this team you can have nate and she was like you can definitely
1: have nate what he comes with um he comes with free emotional trauma um technically we all do but uh yeah no trans the only reason they're like that is that is trans solidarity that is 100 percent. like that's it this is this is the time bureau is made up exclusively of trans people and uh that's why they all play softball. they
0: also did a thing where when when ray is naked you can see gary in the back room like tilting his head all the way to the side oh christ and i'm like oh okay phil Mm Hmm okay phil i oh. like like oh, are, I get... am i am i in trouble are you in trouble are we all in
1: tr- like have they i if they start making jokes about his dick i'm i'm, I'm they make I'm...
0: about a joke a season about his dick i if
1: that if this that is possible... this is dick joke watch i'm your host rachel
0: i'm co-host ari and i'm so
1: upset. and, I, and this is illegal this is definitely this is someone should be punished for this um (laughs) but no Ava and Nate hanging out was nice I just forgot because everything else about that whole thing was just so bad and traumatic I can't that's the thing is I shouldn't say I don't remember because I'm just like I'm not gonna talk about that this is a
0: very powerful episode for Zari I mean I can't relate to anything she's saying about moms but like I understand that it's
1: emotional for her and also I'll see you in hell before I forgive any of these fuckers like absolutely not
0: I mean nope. I don't I don't wanna openly declare any violence against any elected officials because with the way that this government is going, who yeah. knows what would happen. But um yeah. Nope, fuck no no forgiveness. But I can say, um, absolutely fuck Mike Pence. I'll never forgive him ever.
1: Yeah. I can no, also say
0: mood. that Ronald Reagan is currently burning in hell.
1: Mm, toasty. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is you know, it it. <sighs> Forgiveness is a luxury, and it's not something you should make other people do. Not something you should ask of other people, so to speak. So don't do that. <laughs> and uh, everything they said about Disney this episode was wrong, and I hate it. Um, Thanks. I hate it. Yeah, I could do a whole thing about like the whole Disney princess like as a co- I I have done whole reams of like study on like the Disney princess as a as a concept and how that actually really didn't exist until The Little Mermaid. Uh there were no Disney Disney princess films as we know them made for a 30-year fucking time span. So the concept of a Disney princess in and of itself is very modern and it's mostly a money make it's actually entirely a money making ploy. Um Michael Eisner really wanted to make money and in the 60s and okay.
0: That's i'm gonna true. do a disney
1: history podcast at some point
0: i'll be I there promise. for that because my commentary is funny
1: I'm well also because i need a person to bounce off of also because like i love you and i like talking I love to
0: you. you i love you there's no
1: one i would rather try to sift through this emotional mind this is literally just emotional mind sweeper we keep clicking on buttons and trying not to hit a plot point that makes us talk about our problems You'll never get it out of me. No, I'll see you in hell. Well, you're certain... I mean, like, that's the thing is you're not going to get it out of me on, like, a podcast I'm making for other people. The like, only
0: person that could get it out of me is hot Arthur Darville, and he died. He died? He died. I, Okay, keep- here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, you know, in current events, you know, Arthur Darville was like, yeah, the first season of Legends was, like, really serious, and I didn't really understand why. And I'm like... And oh, that's fair. That is fair. And then also... Here's the thing about the first seasons of Legends is now after hearing everything, I'm absolutely positive they wanted to make it a Hawks show and Sierra hated the direction they were taking it in. And like, good for her. But also, like, it wasn't season one was not that bad. We were just all kind of like, oh, my God, Arthur Darville can be hot.
1: Yeah, we were sort of blindsided by that. And that Um, is a
0: fair emotional response.
1: Yes, it was not bad, but it's definitely if you try to tell me that season one and season three were the same show, I don't know if I would believe you. Because they are very different in tone. It's kind of hard to go from like fake demon unicorns, you know, like when, when your season one villain was like an inter- intergalactic immortal rapist dictator. So From space. Yeah. So like the transition... Has been pretty, and they've just sort of resolved that by not bringing it up ever. Also, I'm actually speaking of things they didn't bring up ever. They actually did bring up the fact that Nate's like, I have a PhD, and like his. They dad... brought up
0: the fact that Sarah was in Salem at the beginning of season two. That's where Ra- Rip time displaced her.
1: Yeah. They remembered. Yeah, they did remember a couple of things this episode, but God, it, what fucking cost? <sighs> I mean, oh yeah. Also, here I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call bullshit.
0: Rip being convincing and fucking good it's
1: just because he has a british accent
0: just
1: (laughs) americans americans able to talk
0: to people how dare you
1: yeah no that feels sarcastic was
0: charismatic
1: how dare
0: you (laughs) that man (laughs) came out to the un and was like if you don't give me money i will be very upset the queen says you have to give me money and everyone was like that seems legitimate he's got the accent Thank you. Ava, I just don't know how he did it.
1: I, I, it's definitely just the accent. Oh, okay. I have a thought. Oh, God. I have a
0: thought. How apparently Nate Haywood's whole thing is that he's like, I'm charming and charismatic. Everybody loves me. And I'm like, is that because you're an Italian-American man who's funny? Yeah. Not because you're an attractive Italian-American? Like, and like, how many times? He's dangerous. I, I just, also, okay, I actually did want to talk about the Steel Adam scene at the end. Yes. I wanted to talk about it because, yeah, it's really emotionally intense. The fact that they like hold each other really tightly and seem sad to let each other go. And I know last season we kind of talked about, like, is Legends queer baiting us or not? And then we got a lot of deleted scenes that showed they were actually trying to put out more of that intense emotional content between Ray and Nate, between Amaya and Zari, and it got cut. Mm-hmm. i think they're actually trying their goddamn hardest
1: they really I are and you can tell yeah. because that was really genuine and really sad and and it's so mired in all these other feelings i have that like it just makes like it makes me emotional for reasons that aren't re- related specifically to it being a ship thing so it's really hard for me to talk about because i'm gonna start crying um so it's 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 it's, it's, it's they're trying i'm glad they're trying i don't really i don't really think this show is queer baiting at this point but you know it's also kind of the sort of thing where i'm like i'm wondering if it'll go anywhere especially with like nora
0: so I we mean, shall see i i'm of the mind that like okay in the shanara chronicles one of the actresses said you know, we've all grown the three of this was in the first season and then Amber Lee dies and I've never forgiven them, even though it happened in the books. I was like, boo, boo. These are this was a book written by a man. So yeah. how dare you follow it? I was just thinking about how the actress Poppy Drayton, I think, who played Amber Lee said they all love each other.
1: And I think that's kind of what Legends is going for. Oh, yeah, Legends is, like, hardcore poly. Like, in a way where I'm kind of, like, I almost want to see that. Even if they just hint at it, I would like to see some more nods to the fact that everyone's pretty poly. Yeah. Because they just fucking are. And at this point, you've done so much in terms of being pretty good. I mean, like, John spends, like, John is like, all right, I'm hungover. I want to suck Mick's dick. And that's, like, that's just him walking onto the ship in the start of the episode. I
0: think, I think, um the writer writer sarah galeb who is incredible and you should um hire her to write things. she pointed out that constantine the show on nbc was like was, and yes, i'm gonna I, say I it, i'm gonna say constantine because i'm right
1: yes it's it is constantine it's fucking constantine
0: we all know it is
1: it's not constantine it's constantine
0: okay Alexander. i didn't get called out in cbl for that
1: it's constantine yeah no i had that beat into me at a really young age because i read vertigo way too young and unsupervised
0: I don't know what. You don't need to supervise your kidneys, Anno. Stay on the no. show. Yeah, no. It was one of those things where the show, they were like, there's no organic way to. We can't make just him make buy. him feel by naturally. And John walking onto the ship.
1: Anybody want to fuck? Can somebody come fuck this? Yeah. And like it's this, it, it's like they so it just like that excuse is always horseshit. We all know it's horseshit. If you're gay, we know it's horseshit. But it's kind of funny how thoroughly this proves how horseshit it is because it's the same fucking actor. It's not even like they like got a new act. Like Matt Ryan could have been just this fucking horny and bi all the goddamn time he was ready for it. He was waiting. He yeah, was So like it was it, It's a structural problem. So the CW was, I think, allowed to get away with a few more things because there's less risk of, like, financial loss because these shows cost $5 to make. Um, Yeah, the CW doesn't have to worry about – they do a lot of – like, I've got – okay, this is the last thing I want
0: to address. Yeah, I got something about, like, okay, Legends got bad ratings. Are you worried about that? And I'm like, no, because the CW doesn't care about ratings. The CW cares about, like, online streaming-ish. But they also just do a lot of product placement. The CW, most shows on the CW don't break a one ratings wise, like ever.
1: Yeah, they're like niche market shows.
0: It's not. That's not what the intent of the show like is. Um, nothing is nothing has a lot of viewers on the CW because if it did, wouldn't be on the CW. That's yeah. why they had to move Supergirl. Pretty much. So don't worry about the ratings of this show it's it's meaningless it's it's jargon
1: yeah no honestly frankly ratings usually don't mean anything period like speaking of someone modern who studies ratings tv ratings
0: are not really that relevant anymore because like the nope. whole idea of having a nielsen box anyway is so outdated you can't help with ratings if you don't have a nielsen box it's the thing that tracks what tv you watch yeah and like does that make does that make any sense in the modern world absolutely not
1: no and like that's and tv is a slow moving beast so it's it's hard for companies to sort of get the shift of tracking like online engagement and streaming and and similar metrics but the cw is trying and they can afford to do that because they're a smaller network so they have more flexibility in terms of analysis and also because like supernatural has 3 billion fucking seasons they're not going to cancel legends you're we're fine we're stu- we're all stuck here And if they do, we'll podcast something. We're free. I'll be free. and I can fly. We've been meaning to do other podcasts. So frankly, if the show gets canceled, you can look forward to high quality, actually intellectual content about products that maybe deserve it. But we're busy. Okay. So you do you them. want smart people stuff or do you want this dum dumb podcast
0: where we and try not to dum dum podcast where we spend the first and... twenty minutes handling some really heavy emotional shit and then backtrack on it for fifty solid minutes.
1: Uh huh. And that is effectively also the show Legends of Tomorrow.
0: <laughs> we did so it, everybody. Art, art imitates life. Limitates art imitates life. Um. Do you think Nate, I said Dad art, I said art imitates life? Imitates art imitates life. What? I I just I like to turn it into a circle. I think it's funny.
1: Oh, okay. Do you think Nate's dad is like, Wow, my
0: son sure is liked by a lot of men.
1: Yeah, no. Um Fuck you, Dad.
0: (laughs) Mom, Dad, I'm gay and stronger than both of you, so don't try any shit. Is
1: is 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 effectively Nate this season, yeah. God bless him. Yeah, no, and if you think if you think one ending on a happy note, if you think that Nate's mom's reaction to Mick as nate's potential sperm donor was one thing if he comes home with ray she is going to self she's going to full mrs bennett in pride and prejudice 2005 vault herself down the stairs out the door
0: there is a a, i think it is brazilian i saw it on we love period drama it's a pride and Prejudice* adaptation where when darcy comes to propose to elizabeth like the second one she actually likes him Ms. Yeah. Bennett actually, like, Hulk style tears at her blouse. <laughs> and yeah, And, and yeah. that's what Jane Austen, known sapphic, would have wanted.
1: Oh, yeah. Jane Austen was probably a lesbian. Um, Root me wrong. Else? Jane Austen, Emily Bett Records, Asia
0: Tyler. What do they all have in common? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't I'm believe so Cam proud of, of Emily. It did happen. I cannot believe I can't Listen, believe it. I can't, I can't say this on this podcast, but there was, there was a ship, and it was very, very popular, and it's an RPF ship, and it, it didn't happen to the intensity that people thought it did, oh, but boy. it did happen, and so I now that I know that, I, I essentially believe anything is possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. That being said, uh, speaking of things that are going to happen— or might happen um what are you hoping for for next episode
0: Maisie richardson sellers is back and all will be I'm right with so the world excited. okay i and, and like you're gonna notice our fucking critiques are gonna go way more into the pot
1: not that tala isn't amazing and incredible no tala's, a, tala's this, like yeah let me specify nothing tala did great when i critique this stuff it's i critique the larger cultural context it's appearing in but tala always brings her fucking a game is literally too good for this fucking show mm. and i really hope that when all is said and done on this show she moves on to something really great um because i want tala I'm, to
0: be an egot
1: yeah also i'm have so a proud of her dollars. yeah she already no, has she my don't. heart
0: anyway Maisie is back lazy is rising just uh tala in a bunch of interviews was like zari is gonna have a really hard time with charlie and i'm uh wet and ready bro Oh, hell yeah. So uh, we'll see you next week. And I'm not sure if I'll even publish this in time to let you guys know that I might be streaming Red Dead Redemption. But if I do, you'll know. So bye. Night, guys.